Chapter 23 Christmas on the Closed Wall Welcome to another episode. I'm Alex. I'm Molly. And I'm Katie. And this is Potter Watch. We have an exciting episode today. So you guys remember friend of the podcast, Dr. Posner. Well, Dr. Posner is Katie's husband. Hello. Yes. This is Katie. Hi. Well, that was Molly, but this is Katie. <laughs> Katie, are you excited to be here? I'm very excited to be here. Yes. First time guest, long time linger. <laughs> yeah. There was an episode where I think you actually had a little shout out on the podcast, like your voice. Um, well, yes, I, I came when uh, Dr. Posner was recording the chapter <laughs> episode, not his, his science mm-hmm. epic episode. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yes, I was on the couch doing homework. No, so. but I think you actually said something because I remember. Oh, yes. It's yes. in there. Yes. So you heard you've a heard you've heard us. She got a sneak peek, a but you haven't. You don't really know her yet. So we're gonna get to know Katie through some some rapid fire questions. Okay. I just want to agree. It was like lightning. Light. Something. Sorry, lightning. <laughs> lightning bolt <laughs> round. Fire bolt round. Question. Fire in the breathing drag. Um, uh, just some background on Katie. Katie is also a huge Harry Potter fan. Mm-hmm. Um, we bonded over this when we were in a show together. And also, um, Katie and Dr. Posner host an amazing um, Yule Ball every year. That's lovely and fun. Yes, a 30, 30 to 40 person, three course dinner um, that my husband drives himself crazy uh, <laughs> doing. But... Uh, uh, yes, we we're huge Harry Potter nerds, so yeah, fun. yeah. I'm just so excited to have you on the podcast. Okay, are we ready to start your lightning bolt slash fire bolt slash yes. um, rapid fire questions? Ready. Okay. What is your house? Ravenclaw. Favorite book? Uh, Prisoner of Azkaban. Favorite character? Mm, uh, Neville. Character you identify most as? Hermione. The character you'd like to act in, if in the universe. In the universe. Hermione. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what class would you want to take? Ooh. Um, I'd love to take Transfiguration. Mm-hmm. What was the hardest death for you to get over? Um, I, I think the one that surprised me the most was Hedwig. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then who would you want to bring back if you could bring back one person? Definitely Fred. Ooh, yeah. Good choice. For Good real, choice. for real. <laughs> Not that, like, I mean, we're last, last chapter we were a little upset with Fred and George. But, but we're <laughs> over it. We're over it. It was in a loving, a loving way. Um, uh, take to, who would you take to the Yule Ball? Sorry. Who would I take to the Yule Ball, character-wise? Mm-hmm. Um... Besides Dr. Paz. I, well, yes. I actually think uh, Fred or George would be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> um, last question of these. Um, what would your profession be if you had could pick? In the wizarding world. I know we don't get off a um, lot. Well, no, we don't. But uh, when you go to Harry Potter world, they have like these little shows of like, they, they like traveling the, bands of actors. I would want to be one of those traveling amazing. bands of actors. Like come to Hogsmeade, come to Diagon. Yeah, they'd like, like doing puppet, sh- <laughs> doing like 
theatrical puppet shows with magic in like alleyways and things. That's it's what awesome. I yeah. That's yeah. That is very unique. Somebody else gave a unique answer about like art and like the portraits. So Ooh. Mm-hmm. it was very drawing cool. portraits. Like kind of preserving portraits and like creating ah. the Hogwarts Wizard portraits. Museum studies. I yeah. Like Ooh, yeah. Art art history for yeah. magical art history. Um, we didn't say this at the beginning, but this isn't like a, this is a special episode, obviously, because we have Katie here, but we are reading a chapter. We are. Chapter 23. We are reading chapter 23. So. We'll get there. We'll get there, but. First. Patience. We have, um, some fuck, Mary kills for you. Bond shred crucio, if you are (laughs) in the know. Thank Alex. you, Molly. <laughs> Thank you. I really stumbled over. <laughs> well, no, because the joke is that Molly's usually like "fuck Mary Kill" and I say "Bond Shag Crucio" because it's like fanfic in fan fiction. Got it. If, got it. Yeah. Got it. It's really um, just <laughs> sassiness. It's just Molly being shady. <laughs> um. All right. So your first um trio mm-hmm. is the Golden Trio. So mm-hmm. Harry, Ron, and Hermione. Okay. Um. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I'd fuck Ron, marry Hermione, and kill Harry. Sorry, Harry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd probably kill Harry, too. Yeah. <laughs> I'd kill Ron, but I, to each I'm their sorry. Own. To each I'm their sorry, own. okay. It's okay. It's All a right, hard so we're going to do a different fave trio, maybe harder. Um, mm. The Lupin, Sirius, and James Threpple. Ooh. <laughs> um, fuck serious. Uh, marry Lupin, kill James. There's no other yeah. way to do that, really. Mm-hmm. Like I would maybe marry Sirius. That is a bad choice. <laughs> <laughs> like I would love to marry Sirius, but I know that I am not prepared for that heartbreak. He's, he's fun for the one night. Yeah, you know, like an adventure. Um, or he'd be fun for a cruise. So we have, um, a four-person option of this game, which is fuck, marry, kill, cruise, and the stipulations of cruise Uh are that you are on a year-long cruise with this person, but it's just you and them. Like, there's not, it's magical, there's not even someone steering the boat. Okay. Okay. So you're stuck but it could be platonic, like, or it could not be, you could platonic. just have fun. Just someone you can stand for a year. Yes. Basically. Got you're it. in close quarters. Okay. 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 And you're probably, like, traveling around, but, like, it's just you and that person. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Alright, so this one is Forge is, like, one entity. So okay. we call Fred, Fred and George. George. Forge. Um, Jenny, Bill, and Charlie. So you have to choose, basically, between the Weasleys. The likable ones. Okay. <laughs> but, like, Ron just has, um... Ron's got his own thing. Yeah. His, he's so, Forge, a... Jenny, Bill, and Charlie. Jenny fuck, Mary kill, Cruz. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> um, and we don't know what we would do. <laughs> Ooh, okay. I think I'd take Jenny on the cruise. I feel like mm-hmm. I could have a lot of fun with Jenny for a year. I think the other guys would annoy me at some point um i think i'll fuck charlie mm-hmm. i'm interested dragon keeper yeah imagine very muscly yeah, yeah. can he be tamed i don't know uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm willing to find out um mary forge i think that would be a fun marriage mm-hmm. and um sorry, kill bill, bill. Kill volume bill. one kill volume one well i'm killing bill volume two. <laughs> oh, you decided yeah. 
Yeah, I've decided. And then I'm gonna um, take Forge on the cruise for a non-platonic cruise. I don't want to work out the stipulations, (laughs) but all separate. Um, And Ginny, I'm gonna marry, and I'm gonna fuck Charlie. I think I'm the same. Kill Bill, volume three. I'm so sorry. I love Bill. I just... I know. He's just the more... I don't know, boring to... I, we don't meet Charlie a lot. See, this is what I was like, trying to say last episode I feel like you're going to marry... Well, for me, I was either going to marry Ginny or Bill, and I'd much rather marry Ginny. So. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, mm. <laughs> It's a hard truth. I'm so sorry, Bill. You have four. <laughs> All right, last couple questions. These are just kind of like... Miscellaneous. Yeah. yeah. Would you rather travel by broom or by flu powder? Broom. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I think I choose um, blue powder. I'm, I would, I would choose be cold all the time on a broom. It'd be freezing. Just the like, wind in your hair. It's put like on a warming charm. You're stupid. a wizard. <laughs> You're a wizard, Molly. <laughs> You're a wizard, Molly. <laughs> I don't know what accent that was, but it wasn't the right one. <laughs> for sure. Um, okay, so if you could have one object, spell, or potion in the wizarding world... Like, you get one. Besides what would it be? Wand. You can't choose wand. Yeah. What would it be? Oh. Um. Like, you could choose to apparate, or, like, you could have the... Oh, like, oh, spells, spells work, something. too. Yeah. Definitely apparition. I feel like that would solve a lot of my problems if I could just pop Agreed. Places. Yeah. Agreed. Although, I just said sorcerer's stone, I'm like, mm, I think I might do that. You would you want to live forever? Yes. <laughs> Have you never seen a sci-fi movie? <laughs> this is not good. <laughs> Tuck Everlasting. You ever seen that? Yeah, but Nicholas Flamel is like living his best life. Granted, it's not he forever. It's, it's really until you, you run choose. out of. Yeah, you can choose. I wouldn't want to be old that. that long. I don't. I know Nicholas Flamel's old, but like. Didn't he just, like, create it when he was, like, really old and then, like, that's the age you are? He said, they say he looks dusty. Like, literally. Not, like, in the, like, colloquialism dusty. Like, he looks... <laughs> who says dusty? That is a thing! But who said that? In the books? Yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> but they're like, he looks old. I'm sure it was Ron and he's yeah. backless. <laughs> I'm sure it was Ron. All right. Um, but anyway, you and your husband-to-be, Griffin, can live forever with the, the Sorcerer's Stone, like Nicholas Flamel. Yeah, I think we have a great time. I do, too. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. I think I would have to choose Apparition. It's the most practical. It's the also kind of the least fun. If I could have the spell that they use, that Voldemort uses, to, like, take Harry into the book... Ooh. Then I would do that because I would like go into my different, Blue, my favorite book, Blue Skadoo into yeah, your Blue Skadoo into my books. But I, like I don't it. think that's a real spell. I think that's because it's a part of memory. Could be, but you, I I don't know. I'm inventing it. <laughs> I who who says there's no such spell? I I feel like that could be a spell. But my secondary would be operate, for sure. It is very practical. It is very boring. <laughs> is that what you whispered? It's boring? No, no, no. She was oh. like, it's the practical. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, you also want to <laughs> Yeah, no, I definitely want to operate. I, it would solve a lot of my problems. Um, my, just to shout out, my aunt just texted me, do you have a Harry Potter cape? 
she doesn't read or really watch the Harry Potter movies. No capes. <laughs> no capes. Um, so, um, I also, does she know who I am? Obviously, I have a Harry Potter robe. Is that what you said? <laughs> no. <laughs> I have not responded. But I do think it's funny. Aww. All right. Are we ready to start? I'm ready. Let's get our notes. Again, listeners, um, in true Gryffindor chaotic fashion, I did do these notes at 1.30 in the morning. So who knows what they are? They're actually, they're pretty thick. They're thick boy notes, which means I was, um, I was writing them in sentences, which means I was very upset. So I was a lot of passion. I mean, granted, this is our second chapter in less than 48 hours, Alex (laughs) and I. So we were ready. I felt ready mm. because of that. Like I am prepped. All right. Shall we begin? Yes. All right. So we're doing chapter 23 today, Christmas on the Closed Ward. Um, what did y'all rename it? Um, I renamed it Happy Christmas, Gilderoy. Oh, so excited about Gilderoy, guys. <laughs> um, I renamed it Presents to Put in Your Pocket. Mm. Love it on the alliteration. Um, I said desperate and damaged. Yikes. I went a little darker than you Yikes! <laughs> well, mine was like had a tone of darkness because it's like the bubble gum wrapper that yeah. Abby puts in his pocket. But yeah, <laughs> a little dark. Just a little. <laughs> it was kind of, it's a sad episode. This, yeah. Like, this episode Everyone's fucking damaged. Or this chapter, sorry. Well, I, I, the reason I love this chapter is that it has a lot of darkness and sadness to it, but it's tinged with a lot of like visual humor mm-hmm. um like all these very funny details so yeah it, it really runs the gamut and I, yeah jk yeah. is so good at like that very element of like kind of building the serious with two eyes tension and like the comedic value like having gilderoy in, yeah. in a lilac gown i think they yeah and a, li- li- a dressing yeah, gown and a yeah, lilac dressing gown yes. and we had Dumbledore in the previous chapter he was in like purple and gold dressing gown and I'm like she just has so much fun with these flamboyant wizards yes yes but yeah um it's really good do you want to Katie summarize this chapter for us in a 575 oh in our haiku sure um uh, (laughs) tinsel round the beds the most precious Christmas gift a worn gun wrapper Oh my gosh. Wow, we, we should really have let her go last. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Right, um, I'll go. I'll go next. You can right. finish. <laughs> um, okay. Anxious and afraid, Harry finds peace through friendship. Aww. Gilderoy returns. <laughs> Exclamation mark. <laughs> Your first line sounds like a like TV like a reality TV show. It's a soap opera. Sorry, <laughs> Harry Potter. <laughs> um, I'm gonna have Katie read hers at the end again. I think it's a good idea. Yeah, just for the just for the listeners to get a, a second a second listen. So mine is Harry has a pout, but Jenny's past sorts him out. A sad tale we recount. What? That's really good. Ooh. I like the rhyming. Yeah, Thank that was you. really good. We like to rhyme. Double I like the... that you got Ginny in there. Oh, yeah. Have to get my girl in there. So my excited. wife. I've chosen by Fuck, Mary Kill every round. But, um, yes. Let's have Katie read hers again okay. because it was really pretty. <laughs> 
Tinsel round the beds, the most precious Christmas gift, a worn gum wrapper. It just honestly, like, it does make me think of Christmas. Like, it just is so yeah, warm and very cozy. Yeah. And it's like a nice fall night tonight. I don't know. The mood's right for this. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you specifically wanted to do this chapter. So was there anything else you wanted to kind of say overall? I know you just kind of said why you really like this chapter. But, um, I, I just, mean, obviously it, we're going to get into it. We are going to get into <laughs> it. But it contains my favorite interaction in the entire series oh the entire series teaser um, teaser and i um i just think you know the fifth book uh i think joe rowling really finds her voice as a writer more so than even the previous books and i feel like this chapter just encapsulates what she does well um and just an emotional journey that it takes on it's just uh, it I, it gives me goosebumps every time I read this chapter. It did. I this chapter did make me cry. And again, I don't know if it's. I have a note that says I don't know if it's because it's two in the morning, <laughs> but I am crying. Um, Does anyone want to start with our first note? Shall I start? I think so, Molly. <laughs> um, well, I I guess I had a general note too, but a lot of this chapter like really resonates with me on a very emotional level, and it all starts with Harry's anxiety. <laughs> um, just like how he like so like she really captures the train of thought rabbit hole yep. that you usually find yourself in really right before you fall asleep, like or trying to fall asleep, where it's like, well, if this happened, then then this will happen, and like. Right on the edge of the sleep. Worst, Let me remind yeah, you of all the things the that are going wrong. The worst possible things that could happen. And like that's obviously what Harry's going through. Um, where we left off, he just heard that he um, might be possessed. And so now he's... I'm not... Well, you guys obviously know. I'm just telling the readers. Yeah. Um, that's like... Um, I don't know. I just... I really resonate with like how she writes him in these like beginning... The beginning part of the chapter. I had a, a similar note because... Um, it, not only is it, uh, she does a good job of showing his train of thought and how logical it seems to him, but it's very logical as a 15-year-old boy, um, too. And, you know, when I first read this book, when it first came out, I remember hating the book because Harry just was so emotional and um, so the world is out to get me and I can't. My friends don't like, like me. Woe is me. Woe is me. But and but that's precisely the reason that I like the book now is that it's it's very true to teen angst. Um, it's very realistic, and uh, so this this whole beginning of this chapter feels very real to me. Yeah, I think um, we've been saying this a lot going through this, but like that's you really need to if you hated this book when you read it the first time through when you were a kid, like if you read it as it was coming out, then you need to take a take a reread as yeah. an adult because I think the adult perspective watching Harry go through this, you're like, oh no, this is like a kid who's faced a lot of trauma. Yes. Like we should have had this Harry from the beginning and now like he's mixing, like when you're 15, 16 and you're go and hormones are changing and you're going through puberty, like everything, every little thing is the end of the world anyway. Like, yeah. and he's, and 
add like, additional trauma right, to that. Yeah. Add additional, like, actual, like, child abuse, plus the fact that he, like, tr- almost dies every year, plus the fact that he has the Dark Lord in his mind, and it's like, okay, he gets to be a little moody. Like, I, yeah. um, and I think this, this reread in particular for Alex and I, like, reading it in, like, 2019, 2018, like, where we are now, and we're so much more educated on trauma, and, like, especially in youth, like, I think mental that's really health. framed how I'm reading it, as I, like, we all work with youth, um, and so kind of seeing it in that context, too, has, like, been really eye-opening, but I'll just say I've always liked the fifth book. <laughs> yes, well, the, the fifth book has always been Molly's favorite book. Oh, uh, well, Prisoner of Azkaban was, is historically my favorite, but... Uh, yeah. The fifth book upon rereading as an adult, I think, resonates with me, especially because I feel like the issues she brings up in this book are actually very relevant to today, and that is mm-hmm. it's just very... Yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely the book you didn't want to come true. And, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, going back to Y'all have Harry's, a bully we have to live with. Yes. <laughs> yep. Um... But I, I also feel in this moment, too, that it's such a Gryffindor response for him to be like, I have to run away. I have to go back and sacrifice myself to a life of misery to save everyone else. Yes. Yeah. We're not, I'm not quite there yet in my oh, okay. notes. But no, but yeah, no, I, I definitely have some notes on that because that is, it's such classic. It's such classic Gryffindor and just that like narrow minded mindset. But a little I egocentric. A little bit egocentric, but it's like in best laid plans, best of intentions. But I think that the where I connect that to my next note is that I think there's one clear like person to be blamed. And I think it's Albus Dumbledore. Is it Albus Dumbledore? I think it's Albus Dumbledore. Is it Dumb- Bad Daddy D? It's Bad Daddy D. He is clearly not my champ this week. I I just, Dumbledore later, when we get to this part that Katie is talking about, Dumbledore says, sends Harry a message through the painting, Phineas Nigellus, and he says, um, yeah, Harry, stay where you are, which means that because Dumbledore is brilliant and smart and the amazing wizard that he is, he has predicted Harry's response to this. Which means he knows which what he's going through. Which means he knows what he's going through. He knows he's blaming himself. He knows he's thinking that thinking that he's possessed by Voldemort and that he knows all of this. Yeah. Dumbledore knows, and yet he still chooses to not give Harry any relief. And he could from, send a message through Phineas, like without, yeah, without you know, insane connect- in the grand scheme of the But plan he chooses or not to do that. He chooses to give him actually the least amount of information that he possibly can after like three days of him like stewing like in this depressive state that he's in but i had one like light-ish note love harry's fan theory that he's the weapon and that's what they've been guarding well um, i mean i know in some ways he is but like that's not like the yes it's not he's not like correct but he's not incorrect either and I said my first note is actually I'm proud of him for sort of yeah figuring this out he like he's doing good and he didn't have Hermione to help him so he really did um he did he's doing good work my next note is big daddy d's fall I forgot I wrote that Mm. (laughs) sorry um Katie please argue with us if you're like this is not Dumbledore's fault I just wonder I I don't negate that it partially is because I feel like whole book he could communicate better with Harry but I think that was a wrong choice that he made like on purpose to not communicate with him Mm -hmm. and 
I also feel like at the same time, he's dealing with the umbrage issue. And because Hermione comes in later in this chapter and says that Umbridge was upset that the Weasleys and Harry left and Mm -hmm. um, is upset that she didn't have this knowledge. And I feel like at the same time, Dumbledore is having to handle the ministry. Um, Like Harry's not his number one problem right now. Yeah, it's handling the ministry, making sure like the order is okay. I feel like Harry dropped down on the um, list. Although, I mean, this Christmas would have been a great time for him to step in and be like, hey, everything... It's not your fault. Um, right. But again, I feel like it's a conscious choice that he makes throughout the book to not tell him things, um, which he admits later was a bad choice. Yes. Um, and we do, like, I will begrudgingly admit that I know it's like, this is Dumbledore's, like, big mistake, like, active mistake in the books. Like, we learn later about mistakes he's made in the past. Right. But this is like it's hard reading this knowing that he's gonna apologize for it in um, the right end. because <laughs> you know it's an annoying mistake to have made because it's kind of a heartless mistake. Like I can forgive. I'm. I can. I feel like me as a person. I can more easily forgive mistakes that are made. Like if Harry were to leave now, this would be a huge mistake for the Wizarding World and blah blah blah. blah. But it's a mistake made from the heart, and that's maybe because I'm a Gryffindor and I. But he's also at the point that he'd rather go to the Dursleys right. than stay where he is. Which and is Dumbledore like so knows bad. knows that. Well, do you think that he actually told Phineas to tell Harry more, but Phineas got so fed up with Harry that he was like. I'm not going to say I anything. don't think so, because Phineas said a lot more. Yeah, Phineas talked for a while. Which I, <laughs> yeah, I like, berating, actually. Phineas berating yeah. Harry, yeah. though. Yeah. I think Phineas is kind of funny in this part, but yeah. um, I, like, like the interaction where he kind of calls him on his Gryffindor bullshit. Oh, no, that's fine. <laughs> not bullshit, but, like... <laughs> I prefer it when Ginny calls Harry on his Gryffindor bullshit, yeah. but, um, yeah. But I think... I think that Phineas, although begrudging, would ultimately do Dumbledore's bidding. And he does, like, I don't know, Phineas actually plays, like, a pretty big part later, but I guess he's doing more of Snape's bidding, but it's, like, via Dumbledore. I don't know. I think it's interesting. I think if Dumbledore cared, like, to give him a lot of information, he would have sent him, like, a letter detailing everything. Do you think a letter would Oh, well, maybe safe, not, not a letter. No. Maybe then, yeah. He would I, have to use Phineas. So I maybe like, you're right. That's I feel like good... Phineas is, it was a quick and dirty thing. He knows it's going to happen, but I don't think Dumbledore is able to communicate with Harry because of the ministry at this point. That's fair. Yeah. That's a really good point. I just, I, I think do... he could get to the, I think he could get here. Like he is the secret keeper, so he could get to Grimmel Place, but I don't think he, you're, I think you're right. He's dealing with a lot. He probably doesn't really have time for that. And he is making a conscious choice mm-hmm. to keep Harry in the dark. Like, yeah. not just because he's protecting, like, the relationship he has with Harry, but he doesn't want Harry to know a lot and that Voldemort could use it, I think. Um, so I, I think he... I would love to get, like, a little chapter from, like, Dumbledore's... Or, like, this book in particular from Dumbledore's point of view and kind of get some some sympathy for what he's thinking because I really do love Dumbledore and I value him as a character, but Mm -hmm. this book is, is hard to take Dumbledore in. Um, But I, that last, that chapter between him and Harry, I'm so excited for as a chapter because I just think it's so, so juicy. And I think, (laughs) you know, 
as, as hard of time as we give Dumbledore, like, this is, this is the part of this, of the books as a whole, as we've already said, that makes him, like, human and makes him, like, a real person. Yes, that he makes a huge mistake. He makes a huge mistake. And that as he smart regrets. as he is. Yeah. And it's, it's his, it's his intelligence that gets the better of him. Mm-hmm. Like, on paper, logically, this is what needs to happen. Yeah. And Molly has a great fan theory that Dumbledore has lived all of this and he's used a time turner so he knows what he has to do and like oh. like he keeps turning back time till he gets the the, the right formula right where Harry to get Voldemort sacrifices himself and like finishes Voldemort interesting with like the least amount of carnage like but there is still carnage obviously including Dumbledore and we we kind of speculate that Dumbledore tried to survive and, like, did different things, but, like, this was what had to happen. That would have been a better play than... That... Right! <laughs> like, if, ooh, Yeah. Like, if, if it was all from... Oh, whoa. If it was all from Dumbledore's point of view, and you... Just having to keep rewinding. To oh, get, right? my God! That would have been amazing! Maybe we gotta write it. We gotta write the play. Oh, God. I just have committed myself to such disappointment. If I put this much thought experiment work into the Harry Potter <laughs> series. Hey, you could, you could. I, I mean, do I it. do. I write fan fiction, but this, that's like, that is, I would like it to go somewhere. And it just <laughs> would go nowhere but my room and an archive of our own. Um, I'm just really happy for this chapter because we get the best line. Um, my poor puffed up. I totally oh, I have that it. down to I have it up there. Can we call people that more often? <laughs> yeah, I think most definitely. Hashtag it, guys. Um, my poor puff, puffed up popping Jay. Amazing. Just saying what we're all thinking, Phineas. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. My um, Potter. Like I feel like we missed the opportunity to add another P in there. Potter, oh. my poor puffed up popping, popping Jay. Jay. <laughs> amazing honestly it was like it was written by draco malfoy from the future <laughs> well i guess it is a similar kind of family right similar kind of drawl but it's it makes probably me related i i really love phineas in this chapter and it makes me want to know like why did he become a teacher in the first place yeah, if he, he hates children <laughs> maybe just for the prestige yeah i mean pre- snape also hates children but he likes teaching he likes that power snape likes the like education aspect i think i think he should we've talked about this he should only teach new classes because i think he is impressed by good students and he also is teaching in a position that he doesn't want he wants to be the defense against the dark arts professor so yeah. he's just grumpy all the time he does hate children, though. He hates children. That's what I'm saying. He should only teach, like, yeah. grad school. Like, he's made to be, like, yes. a college professor. Well, he's, he's like, if you took a high school teacher and put them in a middle school. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's, I think he hates teaching the 11 and 12-year-olds. Right. Yeah. But with Phineas, maybe it is a power thing. Maybe he enjoyed the power um, yeah. of being headmaster. I wonder what he taught. Hmm. In my head, he he always feels very similar to Snape. To yeah, me. but I I don't know if it's potions or I don't know maybe transfiguration too. Like how I don't long know. ago did he teach though? Because it's before Dibbit. Yeah, so I guess he could have taught. He could have taught anything. Right, I'm just thinking because Dumbledore. Dumbledore taught for so long. And well, like, I assume they don't know each other in like human life. 
Right. I don't know. Yeah. If he's pre-Dibbit, then who knows? I could have been Dark Arts back then. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not Muggle Studies, I think we can attest. I think Muggle Studies is a, a modern, a modern yeah, class. Yeah, that sounds like a modern class. Well, I don't think like he would Dumbledore yeah, yeah, um, yeah. thing. Like, Dumbledore instituted that class. Although, well, yeah, I guess Dumbledore was there when Arthur was there, because he certainly would have taken it. Mm. Oh, yeah, Arthur. Oh, I, Arthur. Ar- that was Arthur's favorite class. <laughs> but Dippet would have been Headmaster... When Arthur was... Medieval. Not necessarily. Because Arthur's not 50. We only get... We that only was 50 years year, 50 ago. years ago. And yeah, because Lucius wasn't that Yeah, because Molly and... Um, Molly and Arthur are just a couple years before the Marauders. Because Molly's brothers, the twins that die in the war, Fabian and Gideon, and Gideon are in the same time frame as the Marauders. So I think Molly is a, just a generation above them. Mm. So probably Dumbledore. Yeah, I think they got Dumbledore. Early Dumbledore. Yeah, very early Dumbledore. Um, where is everybody in their notes? I am just... I, I'm at the next thing where it's just... Um, this Harry... Just piggybacking on what you said that this all mimics such like stages of anxiety and depression like she does such and we know jk rowling has suffered from these things and i think it really shows like all like harry's whole thought process this whole mantra of like well this is what's happened and this must mean that everyone hates me and they and like him putting his own self-doubt and his own anxieties on other people like being like they none of them want to talk to me they can't look at me like it just and it's like almost relatable in like a in an off-putting way or like if you've ever had any sort of those feelings you're like oh god harry no yeah this baby yeah but i think she does a really good job of writing it yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I think you really get uh, into the mind of, of mm-hmm. Harry in this book more so than previous yeah. books. And Harry as a person is not a very, like, emotionally intelligent person, you know? Yes. So it it's extra hard to watch him go through it because he really has no idea that that's what's happening to him. Like... Back to what you were saying, Molly, about our perspective as, like, 2019. Like, we have a lot of access to mental health. We know a little bit about what's going on, even if it's not easy to identify that, oh, these are symptoms of, like, dysphoria or anxiety and this is not what someone actually feels about me. Harry certainly doesn't have access to that information. So instead, he's just, like, hiding in his room for three days, which is devastating. (laughs) I had a question about um, the whole Voldemort. Well, he so he dips back into like the dream of the door again. Mm-hmm. Um, like when this is happening, like is Voldemort just like thinking about the door, like in his head, and that's like how Harry's thinking about it. And then like my follow up cue to that is like, has Voldemort even ever been in the Ministry? Like, how does Voldemort really know? About the what door. the door looks like. Yeah. Because I feel like he's probably never stepped foot in the ministry. I don't know. But Voldemort is a legitimens. So. He could probably he access He could probably access from somebody, somebody else's, somebody like else's mind. Yeah. Um, 
Well, I wonder if at this point, now that Arthur has been rescued, if Voldemort is thinking about this on purpose um, for Harry, because now he's kind of... He's clued in. Yeah, clued in to the fact that Harry can see. But he was already... Harry was already seeing the door. And I think that was, like, Voldemort being obsessed with it. Yeah, so he... Voldemort was just thinking about it, so Harry was thinking about it. But it makes me wonder if this particular instance Mm. was on purpose. Like, when, when does Voldemort start doing these things on purpose? I don't think he does anything on purpose till the serious thing, because I don't think he realizes how easily it's happening. Like, I don't... I don't know. I don't know either, because... It seems like something he would use right away. So, like, I see that. I've never thought about it like that before. I've never really delved into what, when exactly. Because it is after this that Harry then goes further into the... Mm-hmm. But then again, how does Voldemort know that far into, like, what it looks like? The Department of Mysteries. Like, he knows, like, down to the row, like, he... Well, I guess he, he, they made Bode try and touch it. Yeah. So, so they, they all they went know where it, it is. Yeah. yeah. So maybe, I, I'm not a hundred percent convinced that Voldemort like can't get in there or that Nagini can't get in there, you know? So, you know, he's just so powerful. If Arthur can sneak down there, then I think Voldemort probably can too. Hmm. I don't know. But then why wouldn't he just take it? Oh, yeah. Well, they talk, and then he does end up coming, but he didn't want to get caught right. and seen at the ministry. Like, obviously, he could get away. But I like, think it must have me something with the legilimens, or if, I'm sure if Dumbledore has a pensive, Voldemort has a pensive, so he can, like, access someone else's memories, so he is seen the layout through... I don't see Voldemort using a pensive. Me either. I'm just trying to give well, J.K. Rowling the benefit the, of the doubt. No, I think the legitimate <laughs> is I think he can see um, what it looks like. What it looks yeah, like. Yeah, I think so Especially too. with, like, you know, a willing participant being right. able to tell him. Yeah. Because yeah. even, even if he doesn't have a pensive either, I mean, I feel like there's other ways to access people's memories. Yeah. Um... It might not be something you can just watch, but I feel like, um... Because Snape does it to Harry. Yeah, Snape, I mean, yes, exactly. Snape does it to Harry. Harry, oh, he sees yeah, it adversely. And he sees, ex- he yeah. goes into the memory. So yeah. you're right. Yeah, that, yeah, that makes total sense to me. He's like, I saw everything you saw. And you know what? JK's probably, like, laughing. She's like, well, that's why I included these Snape scenes. So you would know <laughs> that that's possible. Hey, Joe. I know you're listening. Hi, Joe. I know <laughs> you listen weekly. <laughs> Sometimes we give you a hard time, but we love you. Thank you for creating this world. Um, my next note is actually uh, about Sirius being in a good mood. And singing carols. I'm just happy to see it. I, I'm I'm very happy to see Sirius um, happy because I think this is the happiest he is before he until right before yep, he dies. Yep, I thought about that too. Yep, same. It's very rough. It's very rough. I had a quick thing on what you were saying, Alex, about like 
how Harry thinks people think of him. With Ron, though, do you think it's Harry's confirmation bias, or do you think Ron's a little bit like, I don't know how to deal with this, so I'm avoiding? I think, well, I, my next note is a question. Why doesn't Mrs. Weasley or Sirius try to talk to Harry when he, like, barricades himself in the room? Well, I think it really is only a day. It felt like more than a day to me. It's like one night and then like the next day. Oh, okay. Hermione comes that quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was because I. I and I don't... he's like around ish. Like he knows that they're decorating and stuff. But yeah. he's certainly isolating himself. But I don't think it's like. It's t- enough time yeah. that they're drawing. Well, because he doesn't. It says he doesn't go for dinner, breakfast, that night. or. Well, her, Mrs. Weasley, like, if you want to go sleep, I'll just save some food for you right. or something like so, that. So, yeah, I was just trying to figure out the timeline. But, so, yeah. So, I think Ron can't handle this conversation without Hermione at all. He That's is, right. He has less emotional intelligence than Harry. They yes. can't, they won't last without Hermione. <laughs> they don't, they know they won't. <laughs> I love that they give Ron that line in the movie where they're like, mate, we wouldn't last a day without her. Yeah. Like, it's so true. Like, yeah, no, they but they cannot have that emotional... Ron is fully un- ill-equipped. I also think in this, he's Ron is also going through quite an emotional turmoil at the yeah. fact that his dad was just attacked. So I feel like he's got, know, his, own he's got his own issues to work out. So he's going to let Harry fume and, mm-hmm. and be emotional and he's going to have to deal with his own. Um... Yes, Ron is dealing with his own issues right now, so I think he... He gets a pass on Yeah, this he one. gets a pass. I don't think he's ready to be the comforting friend, because he also needs to be comforted. And I don't think he's like, I think Harry's, like, dangerous. Yeah, I think no. he's just like, I don't know what to say. Yeah. Also. I... Jenny's more like the one that's, like, pissed and, like, has every right to I, be. I'm just so ready for us to talk about Jenny Weasley! <laughs> I love her so much. I had one note before Jenny. No, no, no. I'm not oh, quite there okay. yet. <laughs> My next note is about Hermione. Yes, mm-hmm. me too. <laughs> right, right. So I wrote yeah, same. Mama Bear Hermione to the rescue um, because I I actually feel very much in this moment that Hermione is simply there to be the mother of the group and that she actually enjoys skiing and really just came because she knew that she was needed. Yes. And, and hates her own mama <laughs> we, do you have think this? so no no, no not, not actually, really not but, really but okay. we, she never's been fine with we, her we well, just like we make fun of the plot hole of jk rowling that she never is with her parents well i that's, that's what i wrote i i they that she sacrifices a lot of time with her family to take care of ron and harry because i think mm-hmm. she knows that they they need her a lot more than her parents need her um, but this is just one of those instances where she just, I think she does want to spend time with her parents and mm-hmm. she has to put it on hold. Right. But it's like, she didn't have to be there the month in the summer. Right. That's true. Yeah. Um, we also think that she obviously feels more comfortable in the magical world and it's like, <laughs> she's constantly torn between like, obviously she love her, loves her parents, but doesn't want to be in the muggle world. Probably. That I makes mean, sense. 
We, it's more of like a tongue-in-cheek, like, she never sees But I would love to delve into the relationship between Hermione and her parents. So she does, she keeps valuing Harry and Ron, Harry and Ron, Harry and Ron, and then she erases herself from their memories, sends them to Australia, and then they get back and they restore her memories, and that relationship so we is think. probably... Well, J.K. Rowling says that she restores their memories, but that relationship is probably damaged. Like, she has created a whole fictional life for them, so they have to... That magic is probably complicated. Like, they have to undo that time that they were in Australia. Yeah, they and missed replace, a year of her life. Yeah, like, I'm sure that is a tumultuous relationship because it's sort of like... You, like, the, she takes away their consent as her parents. Like, no, pa- you know, and even but though... But I wonder if she talked to them about it before she put them under. I don't think I don't so. Think I know so. in the movie they doesn't really seem but like it, but... I don't think she... If you were a parent, you would never consent to that. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think she wants them to know how dangerous the situation is, even yeah. if she's changing their memory. Yeah, I wonder how much they know about... Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't think they know a lot. So I think this is going to, that, like, I, it does, it does make me want to delve into that in terms of, like, writing or just anything. Like, what is that relationship like? The next play, after you write, (laughs) that can be just about Hermione and her parents. So Devastating. Sad. Very sad. I, the family drama we all wish was on stage. We all wish... Like, there were just so many options. <laughs> I just feel as if there were so many options. So many more interesting options. <laughs> I'm at Jenny, speaking of more interesting <laughs> options. Yes. But yes, God bless Hermione for showing. Like, she knew. She, like, she... Oh, yeah. She was like, I gotta, I gotta get, I've gotta save my boy. She's, she's the glue of the group. She's the mama bear, so, especially I, in this instance. Yeah. I mean, I guess... I, this is a wild fan theory, but if we wanted to give Dumbledore some credit, we could be like Dumbledore sent an SOS. I mean, I think it's possible. I think, I think that. she talked to him. Yeah. Yeah. He definitely told her on purpose. So I think. Yeah. All right. Big Daddy D again. (laughs) <laughs> that's what we call him I don't know if you know <laughs> like she literally does she daddy. shows up like Nanny McPhee yes like <laughs> she's like when you need and me and you come I down need... here this instant <laughs> I also love there's a line in there where she's like um uh maybe you're taking it in turns to look and keep us at each other she's like forever trying to be a good one of my favorite lines. like <laughs> referee like maybe you're both right and that's okay <laughs> But this is not what needs to but be discussed right now. But then she's also, and then, oh, stop on, feeling Harry. all misunderstood, yeah. Harry. <laughs> love it, love it. She's put up with a lot of Harry shit this year. Speaking yes, of right, putting up with Harry shit, his future go. wife. His future wife, like, uh, slaying the game. Yes. Slaying the game. Lucky you. I love that line. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. I was going to put a quote in here. Yeah, put this whole um, moment in where Ginny just completely drags him into the Chamber of Secrets. Ron and Ginny say you've been hiding from everyone since you got back from St. Mungo's. They do, do they? Said Harry, glaring at Ron and Ginny. Ron looked down at his feet, but Ginny seemed quite unabashed. Well, you have, she said, and you won't look at any of us. It's you lot who won't look at me, said Harry angrily. Maybe you're taking it in turns to look and keep missing each other, 
suggested Hermione, the corners of her mouth twitching. Very funny, snapped Harry, turning away. Oh, stop feeling all misunderstood, said Hermione sharply. Look, the others have told me what you overheard last night on the extendable ears. Yeah, growled Harry, his hands deep in his pockets as he watched the snow now falling thickly outside. All been talking about me, have you? Well, I'm getting used to it. We wanted to talk to you, Harry, said Ginny, but as you've been hiding ever since we got back, I didn't want anyone to talk to me, said Harry, who was feeling more and more nettled. Well, that was a bit stupid of you, said Ginny angrily, seeing as you don't know anyone but me who's been possessed by you-know-who, and I can tell you how it feels. Harry remained quite still as the impact of these words hit him. Then he wheeled around. I forgot, he said. Lucky you, said Ginny coolly. I'm sorry, Harry said, and he meant it. And it, Ginny is so strong in this moment, and mm. it makes me so sad that the film didn't capture how cool she is. Cool she is, and how no nonsense and like mm -hmm. growing up with all these brothers, like she and really not being respected for it because like we love Molly, but like Molly wants her like girly girl. And, and all Ginny the is brothers. just never going to be that. And all the brothers are like, oh, you're our protective sister. Like, it, when we hear stories about how they don't let her, like, play Quidditch with them, or, yeah, how, you know, yeah. it just, you're like, you know what, Jenny Weasley, like... You put up with a lot of shit, You put up with Jenny. a lot, and we love you. I just said, fuck yes, Jenny. Put him in his place. Call him out. <laughs> it's so good. I forgot. Lucky you. Snap. Yes. Hair flip. Uh tongue pop like everything it's everything and she and it takes a lot of courage to say something like that especially because i think the whole book people have been tiptoeing around harry's feelings and trying not because mm -hmm. they could tell he's on the edge and they're trying Constantly. not to push him over it and this is the i feel like the first instance in the one instance where someone is like actually harry you're being really selfish right now and it works. Yes. It, and it totally snaps, works. Him, it snaps out him out of it. Out of it. Because Hermione's method, we love Hermione, it wasn't going to work either. Because she was like trying to coddle and be somewhere in the middle. Yeah. And Ginny was like, absolutely not. So here's what's going to happen. And like even in the sixth one, Harry's like, no, that's like what I really like about her is that she's like right to the point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know? Ah, book Ginny. Book I Ginny. love you so much. Mm. It, it does, it, so it does make me so sad because I think, because you try to have conversations with people about them, like Harry and Ginny as a couple, and there are a lot of people that don't ship them, and I think it's people that... Because the, the movie, unfortunately, yeah. I love Daniel Radcliffe and Bonnie Wright is great, but the two of them just didn't have, and I don't know if this is a writing issue in the, in the film, but the two of them had zero chemistry, no chemistry. and so it just... Like, you just didn't understand... If you only saw the movies, you didn't understand the relationship at all. Well, and unfortunately, he and Emma Watson do have really lovely chemistry. I think it's because they've been friends for so long. Yeah. Like, all three of them, Ron, or um, Rupert, Emma... And, like, Rupert and Daniel also have really great chemistry. Yeah, like, chemistry. no, I'm saying, like, all yeah. three of them have yeah. really great chemistry, mm -hmm. and... Which is, I think, part of the reason they were all cast together, is yeah. they worked well together. So when they grew up, it just unfortunately right. that and people ship obviously harry and hermione especially 
people that really only like the movies, and I see why because they have this really lovely connection. Yeah, Greg Reeves. I mean, they have it in the books, but like the way they perceive it in the movie, like especially in the seventh one, like that director was all on board with. Yes. Although I have to say, I do love that. I like that. I love that too. But I see it as such a friendship. As a platonic scene. Yeah, as book readers, we see it for what it is. Well, because it's also just such a. Every time I watch that scene, it makes me want to sob because you see how old they've gotten in yeah. that scene yeah. oh. and how like far their Sad. friendship has gone oh. and so oh I just oh I love that scene so when I watched the like director's special thing where he's like this is like what could have been if Ron and I was like no I also give props to the director because he made it so like you could see it both ways like yes. we see it the way we want to see it and other people see it the way they want to see it and Regardless of his intention, like, he made it, like, a really cool scene that, that could be taken either way, I think. Yes. I like, I mean, I, obviously, I think we all like, um, that director. I mean, he did. David, yes. I don't know how you feel David about David and movies, I are fine. We, Alex <laughs> and I like the movie. Uh, yeah, I, I, this, I feel like the, for me, the first two are my favorite, but the, the seven part one and two are my next favorite, because I, oh. I think he does a good job of wrapping up the yeah. franchise, but... I one do, I do like that too. is one scene that I I'm glad he added in because it was also a light moment we in the midst that. of all the darkness. Oh, it's just so I love part one so much. It is um, my favorite. I think of the movies, mm. not like necessarily nostalgia wise, like to watch, but I think as a movie that evokes the emotion. As an adaptation. Yeah, I think it just I think it hits it perfectly. Yeah. Like, exactly what I feel. And it's so quiet and calm before the storm. Mm. And a lot of people are like, that makes it boring. Like, and I'm like, no. I just get, you get yeah. so much character. Best adaptation of, like, the books, I think, is definitely, like, one and two. Right. Like, they're pretty spot on. Right. I mean, obviously, there's things missing, but they're pretty close. But I think it's clear from this. I remember when I read the books, the sixth book, and I got to the sixth book, and I was confused as to why Harry loved Ginny all of a sudden. I didn't I didn't see it coming as when mm-hmm. I first read it. But in this scene I'm like, Oh, Ginny is exactly what Harry yeah. needs. Yeah. But I didn't see him falling like we didn't really see that, and neither does Harry. He's like, what is this creature inside? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> our that favorite little, bit. That little favorite creature bit. inside him that is But jealousy. he's also confused on why he feels that way, so it's like cool that we are too, yes. I think, as yeah. the reader. But yeah, definitely yeah. can see why. You can see exactly how their marriage goes. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's great. I oh, <laughs> I just, I, I can't it. talk about them without grinning. I love them so much. <laughs> and this much. is a diehard dreary over here. Oh, yeah, I, we've, okay, you know. I'm just we teasing. all know I like to read dreary because it's fun, but it's because I think Harry and Ginny are so perfect. I, I don't know, I took I majored in theater. I need things with, like, triggered conflict. conflict. Like, I don't want to read fan fiction about Harry and Ginny because they're, like, perfect in yeah. my eyes. Like, I, there's no conflict there, and I don't want to, like, invent conflict. Like, I don't want one of them to suddenly be cheating or... Like, I'll read right. a nice Harry-Ginny where it's post-war and they're trying to figure out how to rebuild their relationship. Yeah. Like, yeah. But there's only so many of those you can read. So my next note... Um, is actually about Sirius again, uh, with him decorating for Christmas. I have a couple notes before okay, that. go for it. Um, well, one I wanted to kind of ask, like, another, like, deep-divey-ish question. Mm-hmm. So, again, with, like, the snake, and he's, like, talking about how he, like, you know, was a snake. Why was this time so different 
But I get, well, now I'm asking that, and I guess I'm thinking that, like, each time he sees his door, he's seen it as Voldemort. So I guess it isn't that different um, in terms of, like, every time he gets into that dream-ish state, whatever we want to call it, the occlumency, I don't know. The whatever. connection. The, the connection, yeah. yeah. I guess every time he's in the connection, he's seen it from Voldemort's point of view, which is why he felt like he was a snake, but... He doesn't think of himself as Voldemort during those times where he's, like, right. viewing the door. Because he doesn't know yet. He, he like, hasn't... Well, one, he hasn't put that... It doesn't... That, he's still a human. I mean, right. I don't know... He hasn't put that connection in, and he also, I think... I think once... It's easier for us to conceptualize, oh, obviously it's Voldemort because Nagini is a horcrux and so is Harry, but Harry doesn't know, like, why would Harry be connected to Voldemort's snake if it wasn't this, like, Harry's explanation right here? Yeah. Like, I, he doesn't understand how Nagini and Voldemort are connected, yeah. so he can't make but the But they know to, that Voldemort was possessing Nagini, don't they? Mm. Or I, is that a common, is it that Voldemort was possessing Nagini? Did I make that up? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't think they say that. Oh, okay. I mean, I think we know that because... I Snape says that at some point. Like, it, but I you don't saw th- what Voldemort saw because he was possessing Nagini. Well, maybe... Not sure yet. Not lie. up to this point, Right, though. but I mean, like, why was this time different? Like, that Harry felt different. Like, he's been viewing the door this whole time, and that's clearly coming from Voldemort. Well, I think it... One, it's probably getting stronger... Yeah. The connection is getting stronger. I don't know why, particularly other than it, this is what was ha- what's happening in this book. But, um... I well, Voldemort's getting stronger. Right. Vol- one, Voldemort's getting stronger, and then we know the connection flares up in when Voldemort is most emotional. Um, emotional. Well, and we talked about that it might be stronger because it's... The hor- like Nagini is a Horcrux like Harry, so because it involves Nagini, yeah, it's like their connection as Horcruxes. I don't know if that's a thing, but like it could be, I guess. But Nagini has attacked other people, and Harry hasn't. But I wonder, does Voldemort possess Nagini every time I she attacks him? So. I don't think so. I think a lot of the times he tells her just to. Yeah, he Go just attack. says. But Wait, this time he's definitely so that's, possessing. Well, that's how he sees... So, he that's how he sees through the chamber. I know that's how he sees it, but, like, no, why no, but is I'm saying so much stronger? We, we did that thought experiment of how he could have seen through the chamber, but Nagini was in there. I I knew that. Right. So, he doesn't, he doesn't need the... So, if he's possessing Nagini, then he can see it. I know, but he live. was seeing it before. Right. Oh, that's, that's what, what I was see. saying. Uh, but, yeah. Um... I know, this is, like, kind of more complicated now, but I was just, like, it's definitely obviously a lot stronger and, like, enough that Voldemort senses it, so I don't know if there was, like, maybe a reason that we could kind of pinpoint why this time was so much stronger, and maybe it's just, like, the combination of possessing Nagini, who has a horcrux, or I don't know. It could also be linked to Harry getting more powerful, like, I don't know if magic works that way, but, like, Harry's getting older, his he's coming into his own magically, as Voldemort yes. is getting stronger. Um, well, yeah, because that makes a lot of sense, because we're just coming off the fourth one, where he's just finally got his, his body back, he's gaining his power, yeah. he's gaining his followers back. Like, that's why it's, I think, flaring up now. Well, no, 
I understand why it's flaring up now. I just meant like this particular incident. But I don't know how many... I don't think he's claimed, to quote friend of the podcast, Serafina. I don't know if he's claimed too many souls in... Like, possessed. Yeah. That way. Um, Do you have any thoughts? Sorry, we're just... No, I just think that the... I don't think it's necessarily as complicated as all that. I think he just... um, I think it's happening more frequently, and I think the fact... I don't think he possesses Nagini each time Nagini attacks someone. Mm -hmm. I think this was a specific instance where it had to go exactly right. Mm -hmm. So I think he took over, and I think that's why Harry saw it the way he did. Um, Because I don't think it... Yeah, and I also think maybe there's a strong emotion attached to attacking... Arthur Weasley specifically attacking a member of the order, specifically yeah, a member of order, a pure blood wizard that goes against everything. Yeah, that he I don't know because if I'm just wondering if like Voldemort possessed somebody else, somebody random, like if Harry would feel that the same way, like if he would be in Voldemort's mind where he felt like he was the one doing it, attacking, because like he feels it so strongly, like he's like I I attacked, like I felt it, whereas like Harry was like in the snake with. Voldemort basically like in his mind yeah so like would that happen if Voldemort was like possessing like I guess I'm just like asking why Harry got I don't know why he doesn't feel like every time Voldemort because it jumped from just seeing the The door door with Voldemort to this and it's like and it's never happened it I think I another guess, time, and it doesn't happen again, <laughs> except for him feeling an emotion like with Voldemort. Well, I know this is like I don't think Voldemort right now is attacking everyone willy nilly either. I yeah, think. this is the first, probably first possession and first like serious attack. Yeah, because he's still trying to lay low. Low, low. Yeah, I think that's probably what it is. Yeah, I think that has to be it. Yeah. Because, and then we don't know about later because Harry isn't good at occlumency, but he and learns Voldemort it a little. tries to control it. And then yeah. ha- Voldemort gets scared. So then he. He's able to shut it out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. A little tangent. No, but it's an interesting thought experiment. Please let us know what you guys think. What are your little guesses about what that might be? Um. <laughs> Just to, on a lighter note, Hermione planners, really. Oh yeah, I'm. Um, if do you have something before that, I mean, I had one thing. Just well, we were saying earlier about um, like Harry being like so rational and like his thought process and like clearly this is like what's happening. And then um, as soon as somebody like pulls you out of it, like Jenny, like it, that's so accurate. It's like obviously that was so stupid of me to think that like your anxiety states like. I know, like, now that that was, like, irrational, but it, mm-hmm. it felt so rational in the moment. So it's just, like, another moment of, like, J. Harrell and, like, really capturing that, like... Anxiety. Yeah, and then, like, mm-hmm. getting that perspective on it. But, yeah, now I'm at the Hindsight is twenty twenty. Um, Real quick before we get into presence is mm-hmm. serious. I wrote down um, manic serious. Uh, yeah. Because I feel... I definitely feel like being an Azkaban for 12 years 
and living in isolation, and now he's basically back in prison in a place that he hates would cause some serious mental illness. Um, Mm -hmm. And I feel like here is a very... It feels very manic in the way that he wants to make everything perfect for Christmas. Most definitely. Everyone's happy. Yes. Everyone's happy. He's happy. And you can, like, feel the fall, which is, like, so important because then it eventually leads to him making an extremely, like, reckless I mean, in the next chapter, like, Harry notices it immediately. Yeah, like... It's devastating. But yeah, it's definite. It feels manic. Like, you're yeah. like, who is, is this? this? And he spent the whole summer also being kind of, mo- right before Harry leaves, being kind of moody well, and, yeah. and just depressed. And then, yeah, so to have him back and I feel like he's he's running on a high and is going to yeah. crash really hard. When everyone leaves. Yeah. And it's so it's so upsetting to me. Um, yeah. But that's... That's what I and it's it's sad too because I I actually really love, uh, Christmas spirit serious singing carols and it's just I well I just like, like if you live with anyone that has like manic episodes it's like yeah I love this like like I love seeing you so happy but you know like what the fallout yeah. is gonna be I I do think that like manic serious is probably more just his like. Well, okay, like it's hard he because I think Sirius the- has probably had depression for a very long time, given his, like, family, his yeah. family life, but I think, you know, Sirius, like, pranking with the Marauders, like, hanging out at James's house, like, this is the Sirius that he is. Like, I think him probably hanging out with the, ja- like, with the Potter family made him, like, love Christmas and all of this stuff. Oh. Like, I think that's the, mo- that, this is, I think, what Sirius It's not like be. a dangerous manic, it's like, this is just Sirius, like, in a good mood. Right, like, I think yeah. he's genuinely, like, what is the root of his depression is that he's back in his childhood home alone surrounded by these people that like are the root of his depression and you're right he's back in a prison thinking about all of the things that he's done that he can blame himself for yeah and then and then suddenly he's surrounded by family again the weasleys are very similar to like similarly to the way the potters adopted Sirius are the ways that um the Weasleys haven't adopted Harry, so I align them in my head. Like they're pro- like they're big. They're a big family that yeah. Sirius gets to be a part of, and he gets Harry for the holiday. Which I'm not quite sure why he couldn't have Harry for the holiday. Anyway, anyway, yeah, we I, I feel chapter. like that's a little. I feel like the plan should have always been for well, Harry yeah. to spend um, the holiday like with, that his, been dark, with his dog dads, <laughs> well. Lupin and Sirius. <laughs> I have notes about that later. Yeah. Just by, it's my next note. But, um... I think it's weird that they're opening presents, like, in their own rooms. Well, that's what they've always done. I know, but now they're, like, in a... All in together. A like, why wouldn't they well, all maybe open it's presents a British together? thing, I don't know. That's what that I That is wonder. weird. I don't... Yeah, I thought that, too. I was like, that's a weird, like, note that she says. Like, they're all just in their own room. Like, yeah, like, they're at Hogwarts. Actually, the, the Christmas presents in every book is one of my favorite parts. I love hearing about the objects that he gets. I feel like it's a very good insight into the wizarding world. Mm-hmm. And I just love, I love seeing what yeah, he gets. And what he gives other people. Yeah, so it's he's, Harry's good at gifts. Yeah, <laughs> Harry's weirdly. Good, Harry is good at like giving not, gifts. That's not consistent with his character. I think, <laughs> I think, like, well, I, 
I think it's consistent in that he's a very loyal, like, he, like, leads But with he his knows heart. what book Hermione's been wanting. I don't think, okay, I think it's a stretch to believe that Hermione's not speaking about this book at all times. <laughs> but like, then Harry's even, like, I'm gonna remember that and get it for her. I, like, think, I, I think, think Harry would. Yeah, I think that, like, after years of living with the Dursleys mm-hmm. and not having anyone to give him Christmas presents or to, you know, give gifts to, I feel like he works extra hard. Like, with the parallels with Sirius, like, he's working extra hard yeah. to I treat mean, his I mean, I believe right. that he's, like, a generous gift giver, but being, like, good at remembering, like, what somebody <laughs> said. I, I think it's only, like Katie's saying, I think it's only because gifts is, like, he makes a point about yeah, it. Yeah, maybe. And also, I think... In, All right, Harry. In general, this is how this conversation went in the common room. What are you getting, Hermione? Uh, what are you Just getting? Some she was talking about that book that she. I'm not gonna get her a book. She doesn't need another book. And then Harry was like, "Okay." And Ron's like, "I'm gonna get her a perfume." I wonder if she wrote a list. <laughs> and Ron completely ignored it. I love, I love the planner she gives. Though. It's so funny, and the. The perfume is pretty unusual, Ron, is also one of my favorite lines. It's like, it makes me wonder, like, who helped Ron pick out the perfume? It was probably Fred and George. I'm, that's my guess. I think he was And they, so low. they totally so left, let him... Do ast- you think so? I think that maybe was a Jenny. solo mission. Maybe Jenny. No, think, Jenny would not have no, let him go that astray. I think Ron is, I think... Fred and George were like, oh, maybe, like, Ron is like, I don't know what to give her. They would have taken the Mickey out of him. Well, I think that's why it's an unusual perfume. I think that it's, like, something that Fred and George are like, yeah, do it. And it's, I don't know, smells I really think this was a solo mission. (laughs) I want to imagine is Ron snuck out to Hogsmeade because he, okay, so here's my, where did he, here's my fan theory is that Harry has this moment kissing with Cho. Oh. And that hasn't happened yet. Yes. Oh, oh, oh. I thought you meant the Madame Nariva fiasco. No, no, no. Harry has this moment kissing with Cho, and we know then that Hermione brings up Crumb, and Ron gets all snooty about it. So I think Ron goes to Hogsmeade and is like, I need to, like... Maybe it's a muggle A redo. A redo. Of the scene. So I think Harry's like, oh, I think I'm going to get her a book. And Ron's like, huh, what should I get her? Yeah, I'll get her a book too. And then he panics because he's like, I want to get her something more romantic. And then he gets a perfume and he's going solo and it doesn't work Let's out Let's be real. Him. They did not talk about it. They just independently did <laughs> I don't, I don't know. know. I think they talk about everything. And like, and not at like everything, but I think this is something they would be like, oh, what are we getting her mind? You know, she's going to get her something good. She's always mad. We never write her at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> It's so unusual. Maybe it's like he's seen his dad gift his mom perfume. Maybe he got her the same perfume. Oh, that would be cute. And but it just doesn't smell very good. Unusual is hilarious. Yeah, I I just love. And it also comes off of this line of like, um, I've been wanting that book forever. And that perfume is really unusual, Ron. Like, it's... <laughs> and he like, says, thank you! It's he like says, when you're doing a thank you note and you're, like, trying to come up with something to say about the <laughs> gift. It's like, it was unexpected. <laughs> I love it, though. I, I just well, love it. Well, also, it's maybe it's just a really, like, flowery scent. Like, it's almost no, too girly. No, that's what Harry likes. Girly. 
It's in his, um, whatever that. Yeah, in his amortensia. Yeah. Something flowery. I can't put my finger on it. It's Jenny. It's Jenny's perfume. But, um, yeah, the planners are hilarious. It's a terrible gift for Ron and Harry, but, because they're never going to use them. Joint gift coming up. Oh, I'm ready. I'm just, don't, you don't even have to. Okay. I just wanted to say I had the note too. I'm glad. But you can take the lead. My next note is about Percy, so. Oh, all right. Well, before we get to that asshole, um, (laughs) (coughs) um, I have to highlight the fact that Sirius and Remus get Harry a joint birthday present. Christmas. Christmas present. Like the husbands they are. (laughs) There is no, that is unacceptable behavior for two men trying to pretend they're heterosexual together. Lupin has no money. Yeah, but it's just cute. No, it's adorable. It's very, very cute. cute. I've always noted that it was a joint gift. Yeah, like even it's, before it's, you putting a, a putting wolf star, star in your ear, I was like, I noted that. It's just so like specific. She didn't need to say that. She I didn't even it. need to mention that Remus got him a gift. She was just like, no, Sirius and Remus got him this book. And it's a book he really wanted. It's a set of books. Yeah. It's nice. Well, it's a be, nice gift. I, it makes sense to me because they know his that Umbridge is an incompetent teacher. Mm-hmm. So, and that he's teaching. That and he's that he's doing, doing yeah. Um, but also, I mean, Lupin was his defense against yes. the dark arts teacher. Sirius wants him to know how to defend himself. I, I mean, practically, it makes sense. But we could keep thinking that <gasps> they... <laughs> Practical gift no, that I, didn't need to be given together. Together. Okay. It's fine. I <laughs> we love it all the same. We do. I will say that um, my friend Serafina and I did get our friend Ben a joint gift for his going away present. And we are platonically friends to him. Percy. Percy. The Weasley dear. that must not what be What were you going to say, Katie? What did I write about Percy? Um, poor Mrs. Weasley... Gets so much bad news within the course of two chapters. I feel so bad for her because this is all she needed right now is for her husband to almost die and then her son to be a jackass. Um, but I think, like, writing, like, story-wise, it's such an important storyline The that Percy is has cut off ties from the family and yeah. um, that later gets that redemption. I think it's a really important um story cutting off ties is one thing this is petty he sent it back if you want to cut off ties just throw it in the trash move on with your fucking life but he went to the extra effort of being like you know what i'm gonna send this back i'm gonna return post this and also cutting off ties, and like he tries to get other people on from the family on his side that I take issue with, mm. and I really hate when he. I will never get over it. I do not like. I am ready to ride a redemption arc to the cows come home. Like <laughs> I, you know, I love me some Draco Malfoy, but I cannot abide him returning to the home just to get like information from Harry. And, like, not, like, later. Not in this Oh, book. later, yes. It is, like... When he's working for the new minister. Right. That... That, to me, isn't part of his redemption, though. That's just... No, 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 that's... A, no, right, that's not... That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. his... That's his worst offense to me. Is oh. when he does... Well, because it just... It, it's such... 
a lack of utter remorse for anything because he shows up and he hasn't spoken to anyone in that family. Well, I think they made it clear though that he was kind of coerced. He by didn't. The he didn't want to be there. He well, he didn't want there. to, but he still did it. Like that. I think that's like that. A, to me, like, that's not the worst thing he does. He's a spi- at all. It's because he's spineless, though. Right, but yeah. I for I I can't respect him because he has no. Yeah. He has like no bound. Like what is his? Yeah. Well, but that's MO. the reason that I I think that side story is so important is because you know the Weasleys are supposed to be these very brave, strong, true, yeah. high morals, high moral. And I think it's important that one of them deflects because in, in every situation, in every situation, you have a black sheep, like serious is that for his family? Yeah. And I think that in a, in a, if we were to have a similar kind of war, a similar kind of mm-hmm. problem in our society, um, if we were, him, uh, <laughs> that there are, you know, there are going to be family members that you disagree with. Yeah, that, and that one uncle. Yeah, the, the one racist uncle, uh, but that, that don't understand why you're taking the stand that you're taking. And I think, you know, Percy represents that person. No, I think you're totally right. I think he's extremely important for that arc and that, yeah. and that point of view. But he's just annoying. It just, it drives like me, him. it drives me insane. Um, but, but in general, I had a very um, succinct note about Percy, which was fuck Percy. Fuck and Percy. there it is. Because, like you said, Molly's going through so much, and Arthur, like, for and him, so is Arthur. That's what I'm saying. And Arthur, yeah. for him not to visit, like, or to say anything. Any, it's just. Yeah. I, or no, like, or just, like, like I right. said, caught off ties, don't say anything, but like, this is like. I know you're there, and I'm going to do this, like, to purposely hurt you when I know what's going on. So it's, like, you could just, like, keep your silent treatment. Like, honestly, that would be preferable, I think. Agreed. Like, just, yeah, do your own thing. You left. That's fine. We got it. We understand. Well, Percy's never been one to be subtle. Or silent. Yeah, or silent. Unfortunately. Yeah. I just think he's not a Gryffindor. He's not. He's, he's he's definitely a Slytherin. Right. It's my main, and I think that makes me more upset too. That he was he was missorted. Well, again, it's one of those like we sort them too early. I think you know, mm-hmm. or you know, the Sorting Hat like just sorted him based on his family, and then I don't think he. Not I don't think the Sorting belongs. Hat did. Maybe he was a hat stall, and he asked to be put in Gryffindor. Well, I just, I don't think the Sorting Hat does it solely by family. Because we see lots of examples of that it they, going against family. Right. It just seems weird that... I think it made a mistake, but I don't think it was like, oh, you're a Weasley, I'm going to put you in... Like, I don't think it was that. I think there has to be something about Percy, maybe when he was younger, that, like, it was important to him. Well, we've tried to, like, argue it. Um, me, probably more than Alex, but, like... I guess I made the argument that, like, it takes a lot of courage, even if it's bad, to, like, go away from your family like that, and then, like, to come back to, like, those are, like, really bold things to do, um, and, like, part, it was all, he's, like, also has, like, really cowardly moments, but, like, Gryffindors can be cowardly, too, it's, I don't know, we, like, I, like, tried to make the argument. But there's also a bunch of instances, I think, throughout the books, not just Percy, of people not being in the right house. Yeah. Pettigrew and, um, you know, Gilderoy Lockhart 
they don't really belong in the houses that they were assigned. But, um, um, Gilderoy is like making huge strides right now, <laughs> like a Ravenclaw would. Okay. Uh-huh. Oh boy. We're not there yet. Mm. I just hope Harry got Dobby something in return for. I'm Christmas. sure he did. He did last year. Did he? Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was just like a thank you for the gillyweed. No, he he gets Dobby usually clothes. Like no, he and like just rummaged in his trunk and was like, I got you something too, Dobby. And <laughs> yeah. gave him Uncle Vernon's socks. And Dobby loved Dobby it. Loves yeah, but them. he didn't like get it for him. But I think this year he probably he was probably like, did. I gotta he make sure. He probably made a mental note. Especially after the have a very hairy, hairy Christmas. Christmas. Oh boy. Good likeliness, likeness. LOL. That line is so funny. Yeah. Good likeness <laughs> of Dobby's drawing. Hilarious. Um, sorry for that. Ooh, the pile. I'm at the pile. Are we there? Like creature? Creature's pile. Yeah. I meant creature stuff. Yeah, I, I didn't have a note until the hospital, so go ahead. Oh, so sorry. We, we take so, we're so slow. <laughs> oh. We are kind of slow. <laughs> so sorry. Um, no, my, my only note about the pile is that, like, interesting, comes back. Do, do, do. I also, had a serious better, keep a better eye on his house elf, because he's like, ah, it doesn't matter. Serious. And Harry's like, um, but Dobby, like could leave if he really wanted to and Sirius like ah don't worry about it and if Harry notices something's funky like <laughs> that was my note I was like Harry the with the fan theory again not <laughs> <laughs> creature well Manic Sirius is mm-hmm. too busy being happy to worry about Dobby I guess you better keep closer eye on your house up Sirius I'm at um, the hospital now too great Alex Zan. Yes, I'm there. Um, the first note I have is actually about the walnut jammed up her left nostril. <laughs> um, because I think throughout this whole, like, the rest of this chapter in the hospital, she just has this mastery of of just visual humor. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is just one example. But I just, it's just, you can see it right away. Yeah. And you're like, how, how badly did the spell go? <laughs> What was the spell? (laughs) She has so much fun creating this world. Yes. Like, you can just tell. Yeah. She is, like, in her own world, having the time of her life with all of everything, how this works. Yeah. (coughs) Um, I love every instance where they talk about, like, muggle medicine. Like... It's the comic relief we all need. It's so funny. Like, Molly being... Sounds so- like you sewed yourself <laughs> together. That's cat, but even you wouldn't be. This is... This whole interaction between Mr. and Mrs. Weasley is actually my favorite interaction in the entire series of books. <laughs> like, from, from beginning to end. It's so funny. It's so funny, and... Why have your bandages been changed? <laughs> <laughs> and it's because... And, and it, just even her noticing that the yeah. bandages have been changed. Because they're not supposed to be changed until tomorrow. And it's like... And she knows immediately. And her family backs away. Yeah. Like Bill's oldest and knows immediately. Bill was like, like I'm going to go get some tea. <laughs> um, but I just... One, I love their relationship. Um, it's just a beautiful relationship. And I think this interaction perfectly encapsulates who they are. And also, 
I just love the idea that Arthur was on his deathbed and was still nerding out to be like, let's do stitches. That sounds like a good idea. I just love how nerdy Arthur is, even when he's, he's like, yeah. And I just think the comedy is so well written in that one, especially as as they're backing away. Yeah. What do you mean that's the general idea? Like, yeah, it's like, just so perfect. Then Harry does it. <laughs> Harry's like, um, yeah. Tea Bye. sounds great. Sounds I'm going to catch you later. <laughs> like, uh, it's so funny. Lupin sidles over to the werewolf, which <laughs> oh, I think is great. That is so funny. Lupin, oh, God. I just... Things like that make me so mad. It's not in the movie. Like that could have yes, been, so been so funny. funny. Uh, uh, I don't think we. The I, fifth movie sucks. <laughs> well, there's so many details in the fifth book that I mean, I just feel like a movie. Could movie never. so many, but I really wish Saint Mungo's had made it in because this is a whole like TV series, like just the fifth book. Yeah, like it I could think be a we season. We probably are gonna get a series later, though. Of a all TV. of them. A TV series. I don't want it I the want, actual series. I know, but I think they're probably going to do Marauders, and then they'll, in like, when we're older, like, we'll be like... I hope 60s not. or something. I think they're going to redo them. Yeah, you know they're gonna redo I don't think they're going to do it as TV. I think they might. If, Unless, like, if we TV, completely get rid of movies. But, like, if, which like TV might. is in its golden age right now, and For I think now. it'd be better served... To redo it as a TV show so you could get every detail yeah. in. You know, like, what? Recreating. I bet they might do it as, like, a cartoon. That would be cool. Or, like, a mini series. I would watch it as a cartoon. I wouldn't. Also, I know, you don't like cartoons. Harry's gift of fuse wire and screwdrivers is oh, <laughs> just so yes. wonderful. See, he puts so much in So much in. I mean, would. Arthur, you could get literally anything <laughs> for. Rubber ducky. Poor Ron. And he is the most sensitive person for this to happen to, where the guys like this. Yeah, I. And you know, actually rereading it, I was like, does he have zits? I forgot it was about his freckles. Yeah. I feel like it could have easily been a teenager with, yeah, like acne Yikes. issues. Because um, I'm assuming Jenny also has freckles, so but yeah. they really, he really narrated it on Ron. Poor Ron. So sensitive. Although I love the image of all these portraits, like you, you're in a real. I think you can easily imagine yourself in a hospital like this and mm-hmm. just imagining a bunch of portraits yelling at you about curious. It's just yeah. really funny to me. Because she does such a good job. <coughs> excuse me. She does such a good job of making it. The outline of St. Mungo's is like your standard hospital. Yeah. But then she like juxtaposes that with them being so, ups- like, uh, um, astounded by like how muggle hospitals work. But then, like, all of the char- people are the same, but yes. it's just everything else is character- different. Yeah. Like, the front desk lady being, like, obnoxious is, like, this was the last chapter. Yeah. Um, that is, like, such your standard. standard. Like, Even yeah. the, f- like, floors having yes. specific wards for different mm-hmm. things. And um, and just even the way the beds are set up yeah. is very, it's very reminiscent of a muggle hospital, which she does on purpose. But it makes me wonder, like, how long has a wizarding hospital existed? What It sounds like not that long. It's it seems like a pretty modern thing, but you know, I guess um it makes me wonder if it was modeled after a muggle hospital or you know, yeah. how how has wizarding medicine really changed? 
Um, yeah. Something to ask. Because I feel like a lot of it was like home remedies in like apothecaries. Like you went to your local apothecary for like potions. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel. I mean the. When you go to St. Mungo's, it's because of extreme reasons, so... Although that woman with the walnut. <laughs> I feel like you could also do a spell to get the walnut out. Yeah, I, Unless I, it's, like, a spell that put it in there, Although I guess, I guess we're... But... I mean, Harry and his friends are spoiled in that they have... Not Yeah. Um, they have the infirmary on campus, so I, it makes me wonder, like, where do you... If they, if, where do witches and wizards go if they have an emergency? I guess they go to St. Mungo's. Yeah. Like, not everything they themselves can fix. If you're, like, if you're single, too, like, if you're an adult single witch or wizard, then, like, right. you don't have someone living with you that can but do like, a spell on you. Like, I feel yeah. like any kind of medical spell, it's like, you don't want to be doing it on yourself, especially if it's going to be painful. Like, I just, magic seems so precise and like I, yeah, I like know. resetting bones and yeah, so we've seen how it can go wrong. Mm-hmm. And so. I guess like relatively, you could get to the hospital like because you can operate and stuff like that. Because mm-hmm. I'm thinking like the Weasleys live like really far away from everything, but like yeah. they have magic, so they can't get. Why not be nice? You just do something, and then you're there in a place that, that you would need be to great. Be. So useful. I met my boyfriend, Gilderay. Oh yes. Why are you are you this nurse? Are you the nurse <laughs> who's in love I with love Gilderoy? <laughs> I'm just so pleased we get this scene. Like it's just such a fun bonus. Yes. It's so She's great. also such a recognizable character. This nurse, like you know exactly who she is. She's she's great. So great. And I wrote I wonder why Gilderoy doesn't get any visitors because he was so famous and it makes me wonder if did word get out that he was a fraud was a fraud he does get mail he still gets although you can always get like crazy fans that still send you mail well i wonder if the people that's in the mail don't know that he's like in a hospital like they're just sending it like normal because the owl will find the person wherever they are so i wonder if it's like a little bit on the down low that he's there because I feel like Dumbledore might have hushed it all up. Well, I wonder if they didn't expose him as a fraud, but they were like, he had a terrible accident and that's why he no longer writes books and no longer goes on these adventures. Like, I wonder what was told of Gilderoy's story to the public. I kind of think he just, like, quietly, like, like, they don't know. And they don't know that he's in the hospital. But see, that would make, yeah... That, yeah. I think for sure they don't, the general public doesn't know he's there. But then I feel like he would get a lot more requests for autographs and things mm-hmm. like that. I think that, I feel like there had to be something that yeah. caused him to fall out of the public eye. I think there are no real secrets in Hogwarts. I think it must have filtered out. I think it must have filtered out. No, maybe out. there was a press release like that rumors. he was fired. Yeah, and then also the the Wizarding World doesn't seem like a very forgiving world. Like, they believe what they read and stuff mm. like that. So I don't think, you know, if they heard that, like, this great, their person was defeated or whatever, they might be like, mm, I guess we need a new, mm. we need a new person. <laughs> yeah, they just forgot about him. Which is sad. Except Gladys well, He Dungeon. was a fraud. Except Gladys, um... I can do joined up writing, okay? He I can have do a, his joined up writing. I have a is it magic or is it British question. Okay. 
oh joined up writing is that a british term like that just means cursive yes i think he just doesn't know the word for cursive i think that's really funny okay i think that must be a a, a like joke on like he doesn't know the word for cursive and also that he had to relearn how to connect in to write his own signature because um friend of the show laura sent me a reddit post that was like is it british or is it from like yeah like people in america not knowing if something was like like a harry potter thing or if it was british like treacle tart like people thought that that was like a harry potter thing yeah yeah um, i i am guilty of that but I just want, I feel like joined up, he's like saying it, I don't know, like so, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's not a big deal, but I just thought it was funny. It's cute. Um, I used to, this is embarrassing because this is something I think we also say in America, but I just didn't know when I was a kid. I didn't know what a four poster was. Like a four poster bed. Yeah, like we never had called it like a four poster and yeah. I never had a four poster bed. So I just was like, what is that? Like, when my mom was reading me the first book, and she was like, oh, it's like, you know, a bed that has four posts on it, like four sticks. And I was like, oh. And I assumed that was like a Harry Potter specific thing. Um, In this scene, too, again, is all these great little visual humor details. My favorite is the different fancy hippogriff for each month calendar. Yep. Um, and, like, the plant with long swaying tentacles, uh, just the, the, the woman that barks, um, there's, there's just all these really cool little details. Yes, when she, uh, (laughs) when she barks, when, (laughs) it's so funny. It's so funny, the way it's written, and. I laughed out loud when she barked. (laughs) Joined up is a British thing. It is? It is a British thing. All right. There's a BBC article saying, do we need to teach children joined up handwriting? Oh, I stand corrected. We're so sorry, Brits. We're sorry. Also, Bode is not acting like a teapot. They said in the last chapter there was a, I think, an incorrect JK Rowling messed up. Because in the last chapter, somebody's like trying to visit Bode and she, the welcome witch is like, well, he he thinks he's a teapot or something like that. Well, it says he seems to be regaining the power of speech very well, though he isn't speaking any language we recognize. I think maybe at first he thought he was a teapot. Maybe now he's starting to I don't see he's a person. <laughs> you were, she was very mad about this last week, too. I'm so sorry. <laughs> he's not okay, a teapot. Not your fault. Justice for Bode. Just kidding. We still, um, we still are in the, um, wands for Johnson hashtag. Hashtag wands for Johnson. Get her a wand, because I've been really considering buying the Weasley wands, but I can't do that, because I've made a commitment to not buy a wand until they make Angelina one, so. (laughs) Wands for Johnson! Um, I'm at the entrance of the Longbottoms. Are you guys there? Yeah, I'm there. Um... I wrote protective Harry because he's, mm-hmm. I just, I love how Harry, like, that is, that is the first thing he wants to do in yeah. this situation is protect Neville at all costs. Yeah. And to the point where he wants to step on Ron's foot but can't because he's not wearing robes. Like, ah, mm-hmm. uh, it's just, he, Harry. And Harry, like, it doesn't, <coughs> not even cross his mind, like, before this to tell Neville's secret. Like, yeah. he's so good. He's such a good, good boy. Well, I think his... 
he out of everyone knows just mm-hmm. how awful it is. Yeah. And when people talk about his parents, he doesn't like it. Yeah. Or like in a, like talk about how he's lost his parents. Like yeah. he doesn't yeah. like it. And I think he, he can recognize that it's it's basically the same, but even worse, because your parents are there, but they're not. I think he even says, like, it's worse. Like, yeah. what? Oh. But um, I just, sweet Hermione shout out by, like, Neville and his grandmother. I think that's so sweet that she, like, gets that moment. <laughs> this does remind me of the scene with Neville's grandmother and, like, how much Neville talks about them. It reminds me of going to Luna's room in the seventh one. And, like, her, like, friends, friends, friends thing. Yeah. They don't really, the they don't really hang out with Neville. Like, they don't even really consider him a one of their friend. close friends. But he, like, talks to his gran about all of them. Like, they're best friends. It, like, breaks my heart a little bit. I also <laughs> don't find her as scary as, like, in, like, the third book when Neville you know, puts Snape in her dress, and mm-hmm. you imagine, I always imagine like Neville's worst. grandmother to be very, like, stern, mm-hmm. very McGonagall-like, and, and scary, and yeah. I don't even find her scary in this, I find her, I, I actually kind of find her, like, she's tired, mm-hmm. and, you know, um, like, I think reserved, a little bit hard, I definitely hard on Neville, yeah, I mean, about, hard like, on Neville, but what do you mean you don't tag, like, so I see why Neville sees her that way, but yeah. I, we, I think Alex and I both, like, just love her. And, like, especially, like, in the seventh one. Like, yes. she really has her moment. Oh, <laughs> uh, she's great. Yeah. She's so great. I I can really... She's one of those characters that I think is just fun to delve into. So I don't know if, like, my opinion of her is skewed by the fact that I just love her as a character yeah. so much. Like, I do feel bad for... Sorry. I'm, well, like, trying yeah, no, to no, no. I think that Neville... Neville has reason to think, because especially growing up with her, and as, especially Neville, you know, and, and and even in this, she she digs like, at him yeah. a few times, um, but to me, she's like this, uh, I don't know, very sturdy, very uh, smart woman. And I feel like oh, we see yeah, her, the, what she's been through in her character. Yeah, and just just in the page that really yeah. she's on, in here, and it's. Um, it makes me love the long bottoms even more. Um, yeah. Yeah. Ron, please show a moment of tact. Not oh, not one ounce of tact in that. What? Is that your dad? Is that what? your dad? What? <laughs> For some reason, he gets like 1,000% more northern in this moment. <laughs> what? Why? Is that your dad? It's like... Okay, it is. So, like, what are you doing? Could you doing? calm down? Could you <laughs> remember where you are right now? He's such a mess. Like, that. this is such a mess, this moment for Ron. I, oh, yeah, and he has so many of them, though. Yeah. I. It's just, it doesn't surprise me. I'm not surprised, <laughs> but you just hope. Like, this, you're in that moment. We are all in the, we are all, like, little ghosts on the wall yeah. in that room. And we see what's going down, just like Harry does. And, and we, we all say, we, come on, Ron. We all want to step on Ron's foot. Yeah, but we so can't. We can't. We can't because we're not wearing our robes. Our capes. Yeah. Yeah. But Neville. My last note was just like, this is devastating. I didn't really have anything more than I love Neville. I love him so much. This is such a 
gentle moment that she creates in such little words and I don't know how she does it but I cry every time. But it's also just a knife in the stomach. <laughs> oh yes. But it, it's a knife in the stomach but it's just so it's so lovely like you don't need to know anything else like you know exactly yeah. how this relationship uh. goes and how much Neville feels about it and just like the simple act of him like taking this and like putting it in his pocket the gum and his, wrapper uh, and his grandma and his grand being like you probably have a million of those but you can just and you don't even but get I Neville's do. reaction you just get you yeah. just know you feel that he's like Every single one of these is important to me, Grant. And Every gotta, time I picture that he does have a room covered in them, though, like, honestly. Just little, ob- I, I imagine just little objects of, mm-hmm. of hers that she hands him. Like, yeah. he has a little collection, and he keeps the collection. And I just, uh, there's, a, there's a line in there, too, like, daring them, like, looking at them, like, daring them to laugh. And yeah. I, I think oh, it's, yes. it's this, it's this moment where we, we see Neville for who he truly is, and it's just, uh it, like, and that's it, the most, that's one of the most Gryffindor, like, obviously Neville has, like, great character. Gryffindor moments in yeah. every single book. Like, never do I doubt that Neville is a Gryffindor, but that in is, this moment, like, he always shows it when it's most important. Yeah, like, he when, knows his character and, like, and knows it, what's important to him. Yeah. And it comes right after his grins, like, don't you dare be ashamed. You shouldn't be ashamed. And then in this moment, you see that, like, in Neville's own way, he shows that he's not ashamed. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't, like, laugh. he tries to say it. He's like, I'm not ashamed. Yeah, he it, says. Yeah. And, and she doesn't understand. She doesn't different. understand him. Yeah. And it's because it's not about being ashamed of them. It's about that being his business. Yeah. Also, they're not his friends. Like, like that's he thinks of them at. Right, but he he wouldn't talk to them about that because they're not, like, sitting gabbing. Like, I think if they made an active effort and they were his friends, Neville, like, real they friends, that Neville would have told them. It would have come up at I some... Know. I don't know if Neville would have told... I, I maybe, in some way, I have trouble imagining Neville, like, that close to anyone. Well, maybe if they asked, I don't know. I, it could be. Maybe if they asked and they knew him enough. Um, but I just, I imagine that this is just something that is just hurts so much for him to talk about Yeah, that he just would avoid it at all costs. Do you imagine that even like in like the next couple books, like when he gets really close with Jenny and Luna, like I feel, I don't think they talk about it. I don't think they talk about it a lot, but I think they know. I think at that point now that, I mean, Jenny clearly knows at that point. I, and I think. After this book, when he starts to have a little more self-confidence in himself, mm-hmm. um, I think maybe he would be able to talk about it a little more easily. But maybe I think up with until Luna, point, because she lost she, her mom. Yeah. yeah, I think there's just points of connection there. Yeah. But I also, like, in the Harry Potter world, like, we never see people sitting around talking. Well, that's because it's not, like... Right, so, yeah. like, it's just hard to even picture it for me, like, in this universe. But I think Hermione would be a great... Like, I think if Hermione and Neville were close, like, Hermione... He needs somebody similar to, like, Ginny and Luna. I think that'll be, like... That'll not make him talk about it, but, like, if they see that it's something he needs to talk about, those are two people that are gonna... Yeah, I guess the reason I don't see him talking about it is, is really just... I don't see him talking about it with Harry and Ron because I don't think they have... Yeah, they don't... The emotional intelligence no, to deal with they it. they can't do that. I feel like I can imagine him more easily talking about it with Ginny and Luna, but I don't think he's done it. Even... Because even with Ginny, he's a little more friendly with her than... Mm-hmm. I just yeah. don't think he's done it up to this point. And I think after this... 
after the battle at the end of this book, he feels maybe like he's he has more of a claim to the Longbottom name, yeah. and he's more like I am my parents' child. Um, maybe his feelings of shame aren't towards them; it's towards himself for not living up to yeah. the long like that legacy. I think well, that's and I exactly love right. Grand seeing it too in the seventh one, like mm-hmm. she kind of gives him the props that he deserves, and I think that's so sweet. About time, Graham. Yeah, but yeah. That was my last note, was uh, on that stuff. Yeah. I just, I love the ending of this chapter, so. Yeah, me too. Oh, I also wanted to add that, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, in addition to it being at 2 o'clock in the morning, I had taken some NyQuil. So I was <laughs> also crying um, in with the influence of the NyQuil. But I do you cry every totally time. cry. So... <laughs> But I just want to know that 2 a.m. Alex, who was crying in her bed writing her notes, has a note to tell the listeners that I was <laughs> on NyQuil. Cheers. Good to know. <laughs> I didn't do a quiz question, if I'm being honest. And well, I always try and be honest on the podcast. Okay. <laughs> so you well, can ask me questions. <laughs> I'll, I'll ask a question. We'll ask Molly questions. Okay. I'm really bad at quizzes, so... <laughs> This is. I think I'm perfectly medium. <laughs> yeah, but I am particularly bad about them. But only lately. Yeah, it's because I've been redoing notes book. because at like one o'clock. This in the book's morning. been daunting. Yeah, it's been a lot. Hogwarts, Hogwarts, hoggy, hoggy, Hogwarts. Teach us something, please. Quiz, 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 quiz. Um. Anyway, you go first. Um. And I apologize if this is a question you asked at one of your trivia nights, but um, what illness does the portrait in St. Mungo's claim Ron suffers from? Spatagroid. Yeah. I don't think, that's not one of our okay. no, trivia But we questions. might use it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what does Hagrid get Harry for Christmas? The is wallet. The, the wallet? wallet? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That he doesn't, can't open. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was trying, but the serious gifts on the knife, that's what I was thinking of. That he uses later in this book. Not, he didn't give him to Christmas this year. He gave it last year. Mm. Mm-hmm. But he uses it. And it melts. I was like, we just Spoiler. talked about the boint. The, the boint. Boint. <laughs> the boint, the joint Christmas present. Alright, so what did everyone give it points wise? I want to hear your points first because I wasn't sure They're the scale. They're completely arbitrary. Okay. But I gave it, usually max, I think we've never given it over 200, but we're usually in like the 50 to 150 range. Okay. Yeah, sorry. We did not give you That's a okay. I Then I, I'm going to change mine to 200 because mm-hmm. okay. I feel very yeah. strongly about this chapter. I did 186. Okay. So. Oh, I did 170, but I feel like I'm low now and I feel stressed. <laughs> So I'll, I'll, I'm going to match your 186. I, I just, (coughs) I love it a lot. See, my favorite chapter comes in book seven. So like, I need to like hold out my 200 for then. You don't I'm allowed because I think this is my, yeah, my all time favorite chapter. Yeah. You're also just allowed to give it 200 points more than once. No. No. <laughs> it's like your rankings. I might. Yeah, well, yeah, I have I have weird rules in my brain that are arbitrary and don't matter. Yeah. So. Well, just, I think, I think J.K. Rowling does a lot of things right in this chapter. She, she has her visual humor. She has her world building with St. Mungo's. She has her gut wrenching scene at the end, and she also has Jenny calling out Harry. Mm-hmm. There's Speaking like of. all sorts of, and and even just like her whole 
delving into anxiety and how that affects a person and it just giving us a really good in a subtle way title. like not yeah. like this is anxiety yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> it's just there's there's a lot of things that she does right in this chapter that um, yeah really and it has a good mix of humor and heart and sadness so my yeah. fur popped up popping jay <laughs> and good language too yes yeah it's an amazing chapter this has been my favorite chapter in this book so far easily um I think um, their first DA lessons one of my. I do love the first DA lesson. I think there's something else that happens in that chapter that I don't love, but I see that's what's hard about Umbridge ruins most. Yeah, is that she does so much in all of these chapters because there's never one just like solid like this is like good things are happening like it's always paired with something bad. But I think this chapter everything was good. Like well, not not everything. Sad things. Yeah, but the sad things were like. But I'm saying great. like there is not one chapter where everything is fine. Is happy? No. In this book, no. Well, I I mean that really speaks to the time that Harry is in. Yeah, no, yeah. it's accurate, and I think she's definitely doing it on purpose. Oh yeah, and I think that's why. And I don't Umbridge think it's is, a negative. Yeah, yeah, I, and I think that's why Umbridge is such a great character too. Is that. That's, she ruins everything. I think everything. we need her. Yeah. Um, I don't need her, I feel. I don't need her. I mean, I need her, but... <laughs> I, I need her as a villain. I, I babysit a seven-year-old, and he's reading the books right now, and he's on the fifth book. And when I told him that Oof. the fifth book... I know, because he, he, he's really into them right now. And I was like, the fifth book has the best villain. And he's like, even better than Voldemort? I'm like, yes, because it made me want to throw the book across the room. Multiple times. And he Has he gotten to her yet? Yeah, he's he's actually passed this chapter. Um, okay. But I, uh, later in his life, he'll realize that Umbridge is the best villain because there are people like her every day that get away with so much and continue to have power, and that's why she's awful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, she's way too relatable. She's, oh. She's, she's, she is a perfect villain. Like, she gets put on lists of, like, most hated characters yeah. of all of time. all time. And I think yeah. it's because we, we've we had teachers like her. We've mm-hmm. we've had bosses like her. It's mm. just it, oh incredible. God, she's awful. Well, she's not my rat this week. Nope. Nope. Percy's my rat. Me too. Who's your rat, Alex? I have a bad rat this week. You didn't put Percy. I don't know why. <laughs> I hate Percy, but I didn't put Percy this week. Who did you put? I put Bellatrix slash Barty Crouch Jr. Okay. Because okay. I was like... That's not a bad rat. No, I just... It, I was like, oh, right. I had the opportunity to drag Percy again, <laughs> and I missed it. But did we all have the same champ? I did two champs and two rats this week. Ooh. But I did primary. My primary champ is Jenny. Same. Oh, I had Neville. Oh. And then, oh yeah, sorry. And Neville is my other one. So who was your other rat? Barty Crouch Jr. Oh, and Bellatrix. Uh, so Bellatrix is my primary it. rat because she's the one mentioned yeah. in this chapter. Yeah. But I wasn't gonna let Barty get away. It's fine. Well, it's been a great episode. A long one. A long one, but you guys loved every second of it. I'm sure. Thank you, Katie, for joining us. Thank you for having me. Next oh. week is a rough one. No. Chapter 24. They're all rough. Oh, boy. Which is also just hard for me to say. 
on a personal level. We had it <laughs> once in like a trivia question and you hated trying to say it out loud. We're all doing our best. <laughs> um, write in on some of our queries this chapter. Also, um, is this gonna... Mm, yeah, I don't know. Alright, well, if... Um, Just send us a note. Yeah, send us a note, send us owls, um, and if this happens before the fanfiction episode, then please send me um, what you the rec- what you want out of the rec list, what ships, what ratings, what tropes, if you want tropes, what you're interested in so I can have a better idea about how to go about that. If this is post the fanfiction episode, then please go check out the rec list if that is something that you've been interested in and emailing us about because I'm finally doing it. I, I finally did it. There it is. Alrighty. Stay magical. Charmed, I'm sure. You can close us out with any... You can say science is magical if you want oh. to use Dr. Ponster. Oh, I guess I could steal. Okay. Science is magical. <laughs> we do not. Mischief managed. Bum, bum, ba, bum, 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 bum.